Prime Minister Justin Trudeau lectures Muslims concern about gender ideology in schools, claiming, quote, a lot of misinformation is being fueled by the American right wing. A high-risk child molester has been released into the public after completing a short prison term. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith mandated several key ministers to bolster the province's energy and fertilizer industries. An Ontario NDP MPP from Hamilton attended a far-left, no-pride-in-policing coalition march, and the Hamilton Police Association are not happy. Hello Canada, it's Friday, July 14th, and I'm Cosman Georgia, your new host for True North's Daily Brief. And I'm Ili Quentin Antel. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau lectured members of Calgary's Muslim community concerned about gender ideology in schools, saying... There is an awful lot of misinformation and disinformation fueled by the American right wing. Trudeau's comments come as Muslim communities across the country have joined the fight against progressive gender ideology teachings in Canada's publicly funded schools. The Prime Minister was asked about the controversial ideology while attending a Calgary Stampede event at Calgary's Baitun Noor Mosque last week. The exchange was caught on video and posted to social media. Here's what he said. First of all, there is an awful lot of misinformation and disinformation out there. People on social media, particularly fueled by the American right wing, are spreading a lot of untruths about what's actually in the provincial curriculum. If you look at the various curriculums, you'll see that there is not what is being said out there about aggressive teaching or conversion of kids to being LGBT. According to him, narratives are being weaponized by people who are not doing it because of their interest in supporting the Muslim community. Trudeau also took a jab at the Conservatives over Prime Minister Stephen Harper's policies related to the niqab and barbaric religious practices. Since the start of Pride Month, Muslim communities across Canada have participated in and led protests against the teaching of gender ideology in schools. Notable protests include those held in Ottawa and Calgary. Common chants used by anti-gender ideology protesters include Leave Our Kids Alone and Let Kids Be Kids. So, Ellie, what do you think of the Prime Minister's response here? Uh, it kind of follows the same lecturing tone he always gives uh, to people who seem to have a problem with his government's stance on issues. Do you think he's sort of shedding responsibility here, where he's just blaming the you know ominous American right wing? Well, I think it's an interesting situation because here we have two groups that the liberal left needs as part of their base, which is the LGBT community and the Muslim community, and they are both at odds. As for Trudeau's response, I thought it was somewhat of downplaying the issue, talking about misinformation and disinformation as assuming that these Muslim people are uneducated as they don't know. And we've seen this trend before. And honestly, it's quite offensive because a lot of these Muslim immigrants are actually very highly educated. They come from countries and simply they're 
degrees aren't recognized here. So they really know what they are talking about. And the response online to his comments was negative. They were saying basically that he's downplaying us. He's not taking our issues seriously. Winnipeggers are being warned to be extra vigilant as a high-risk sex offender who has preyed on children, especially girls, is being released back into the public after completing a short prison term. Leslie Wayne Oliver Mercredi, 32, also known as Leslie Wayne Bright Nose or Leslie Mercredi, was released by Correctional Services Canada from the Heading Lee Correctional Centre on July 12, 2023. Despite the risk he poses to children, he had been serving a sentence of six and a half months for breaching the conditions of a recognizance order. In a statement provided to True North, Winnipeg Police Services Constable Danny McKinnon said that he will continue to be monitored by authorities. The Winnipeg Police Service press release also notes that Mercredi has a criminal record that includes sexual assault, sexual interference, assault, and possession of a weapon for dangerous purposes. He has used threats, drugs, and other inducements to lure his underage victims. Mercredi is bound by three court orders that limit his contact with children under the age of 16, his employment and volunteer opportunity, his access to alcohol and drugs, and his possession of weapons. He also has to abide by a daily curfew and will be in regular contact with his probation officer. Cosman, the province is warning people about this guy, so... Why is he being released in the first place? And what do you make of this as a parent? So I think as Canadians, we should be concerned when the Winnipeg Police Service is putting out a community warning, basically telling people to fend for themselves where this dangerous predator is being released out onto the streets. You know, six and a half months is nothing in prison, and this individual has quite a rap sheet of different crimes. You would think that he would be behind bars much longer, but we have this revolving door justice system that just seems to put the public at risk constantly. And then when they go on to reoffend, everybody, you know, scratches their head. The federal government, who's in charge of Correctional Services Canada, shrugs their shoulders and says, oh, well, you know, we did what we could. But in reality, they're not doing enough. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith mandated several key ministers to bolster the province's energy and fertilizer industries. Counter to the top-down targets imposed by the Trudeau government concerning carbon emission reductions, the Alberta government published its 2023 mandate letters on Wednesday signaling some of Smith's priorities as she begins her first term as Premier. Former UCP leadership contender and newly minted Minister of Energy and Minerals Brian Jean was directly tasked by the Premier to combat federal government overreach in the province's oil and gas sector. Premier Smith asked to work with Jean directly in her co-current role as the Minister of Intergovernmental Relations to defend, quote, Alberta's energy interests against federal overreach, and develop strategic alliances with other provinces to deal with energy-related issues. In her mandate letter to the Minister of Agriculture and Irrigation, R.J. Sigurdsson, Smith assigned Sigurdsson with expanding the availability of nitrogen fertilizer, seemingly in contradiction to the federal government's voluntary 30% fertilizer emission reduction target 
for the end of this decade. So, Ellie, you know, we're still pretty early in Smith's term. Uh, We're kind of seeing the government shape here. We're kind of seeing the priorities she's giving to the government. And there's some clear jabs at Trudeau within these mandate letters. Now, you know, we've, you know, we know that the federal government has pursued its climate policies at all costs, uh, even in court successfully. How effective do you think some of this pushback will be? Well, I think some pushback is better than no pushback. And, you know, being in Ontario, where we have a supposedly conservative premier that likes to praise Trudeau and Freeland, it's nice to see a, uh, an approach where they're pushing back against the net zero agenda. I think that some of the measures that they're taking in Alberta to push back against the, these measures are, are good. They're going to help people. Alberta has also had some victories in courts, so there is a bit of hope on that end. And I think that we're arriving into a new phase of relations with things like the Alberta Sovereignty Act, the Saskatchewan First Act, where Trudeau is going to have to work better with provinces, especially at the case where unity is so fractured. The top-down approach just cannot continue. The Hamilton Police Association is condemning Hamilton Centre NDP MPP Sarah Jama for attending a far-left, no-pride-in-policing coalition march focused on abolishing law enforcement. In a statement to True North, HPA spokesperson Jamie Bannon said, quote, Every Ontario family deserves to feel safe in their homes and in their communities. They have made it loud and clear that they support and want more investment in police and public safety. The union says talks of abolishing police are both irresponsible and dangerous. The far-left abolitionist and anti-fascist pride march was held on June 25th in Toronto, and it was not only demanding the abolition of police in prisons, but also several other radical policies. The organizers' 25 demand included the legalization of prostitution, allowing drug users to be able to donate blood, supporting safe supply and drug injection sites, protecting drag shows for kids, a $20 per hour minimum wage, and making Toronto a, quote, real sanctuary city. The demands also called for the reintroduction of mask mandates. Posters for the rally noted that masks were mandatory despite the march taking place outdoors. The march also opposed Israel. Jewish advocacy group B'nai B'rith Canada and Ontario Solicitor General Michael Kurzner also criticized Jama. Cosman, Ontario NDP leader Merritt Stiles did not respond to our request for comments. And this is not the first time that MPP Jama has caused controversy. She's previously claimed that police protects Nazism and arbitrarily kills babies, black people, indigenous people, and disabled civilians. She has also made anti-Israel comments and said that a Palestinian Islamic Jihad was, quote, a martyr of freedom. So why do you think the NDP is silent on this latest controversy? And more importantly, why is Sarah Jamaa still in caucus? Well, I think the silence is a sort of silent approval. I'm sure many of her colleagues in the NDP agree with her positions, although they might not be willing to put their names uh, to those positions. And, you know, we've seen this with the NDP time and time again, even under Horvath. They don't really have control over their uh, MPPs, and they go out and do, you know, join, quite frankly, radical protests like this, 
quite frequently. And it's not even worth pointing out the double standard that the media applies to these things. Uh, if a conservative MPP joined any sort of, you know, semi-conservative march, let's say a pro-life march, it would be all over the media. But when this happens, it's completely ignored. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening and have a great day.